This is VLX number 34, Matthew chapter 6, verses 22 to 24. Hello, my name is Father David Nix. VLX stands for Video Lexio Divina. Some people have been asking me what the LX stands for. That's just the combination of CT, Lexio, to just make it short for Lex, Lexio becomes Lex, and V stands for video. So this is my Ignatian prayer series. Now you might notice today I'm not in my habit. I'm in a sweatshirt and I just want you guys to get used to occasionally on travels, you might see this for a few reasons. One, I'm having a habit made. The current ones that were made for me are really no good. And then two, there's times where I might actually have to be clandestine, pro-life stuff. I'd love to do some mission work in Asia, but I'd like to keep this series going. So today's kind of a good test to see if you can handle the no habit as well as the no editing. What you might notice here is that there's not gonna be these breaks that you often see. Because when I make a mistake on the uh, VLX or CPX series, I can just edit it out on my iMovie. While traveling, it might have to be a little bit more casual. You might not see the habit, you won't see it perfectly edited. Uh, but I think some of you will still like the contact, possibly more. When I was in campus ministry, my students usually liked uh, my sermons that were a little bit more extemporaneous than when I planned them all. These are still going to be planned. I'm still going to give you my very best for um, both the method of St. Bruno, the apophatic method as we look at the Greek, as well as the imaginative. So just pray I can um, do well in my own mental prayer because then even if I'm just doing this in a bus station in New York or a train station in Singapore or whatever, I can still give you guys something as long as you're okay with a little bit less editing and uh, weird backgrounds. Um, so today we are going to look at, as I said, Matthew chapter 6, verses 22 to 24. And by the way, when I travel, I'll hopefully have this, you can see this tiny little Greek Bible. Uh, we learned some Greek in seminary, so I can either travel with that um, or look on my phone. But as always, I'll read you the English. I usually use the English Standard Version. Let's begin in prayer. In nomine Patris, Affidiat, Spiritus Sancti. Amen. O God, our Lord, we ask the grace that all of our intentions, actions, and operations be directed purely to the service and praise of your divine majesty. In nomine Patris, Affidiat, Spiritus Sancti. Amen. This is Matthew chapter 6, verse 22 to 24. The eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is sound, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is not sound, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light in you is darkness, how great is the darkness? No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Thus are the words of the Holy Gospel. So what I'd like to do is tell you a few of these words from the Greek here of the uh, same thing. You won't see it up on your screens, but what I do encourage you to do is to write above the words I give you the Greek word. Now, I know most of you can't write Greek letters, but you can still, I don't know if the right term is transliterated into the Latin alphabet, but I'll tell you basically how to spell it so that if some of you are following along in your Bible and want to write the words in there, uh, you can do that. So let's look at a couple of these words. Holuknos to somatus, that's uh, the light of your body. Somatos is where we get words like psychosomatic. Soma means body. So I always love when there's really neat connections between the Greek and the English. And this isn't just Greek showing off. I mean, St. Bruno says that the first step of learning, the first step of mental prayer in the apophatic method is careful study. So I like to see what the Holy Ghost inspired in the first century in the Greek. 
Obviously, Jesus spoke Aramaic, not Greek, but the Holy Spirit inspired the evangelist to write the Greek. Okay, so holuknos tu somatus, esen ho ophthalmos. Uh, the light of the body is the eyes. Now, you may have heard that word ophthalmos. That's where we get ophthalmology. Same word in English, ophthalmos. Now, this next line is really great. Ein un he ophthalmos tus haptus, holentosoma tu fotenon estai. So what it's saying right there is if your eye is healthy or simple, simple is an interesting word. Simple means nothing lacking and nothing superfluous. Uh, then the whole body will be full of light. And the word full of light is a single word in the Greek there. It's photanon. It's where we get photon. Isn't that amazing? To think if you keep track of your eyes in the spiritual life, your whole body will be photanon. Kind of makes sense why so many people for 2,000 years of seeing the saints said there was something that lit up on their face. They were shining. This isn't just uh, pious literature or stained glass. Um, many, many people said that they saw the saints glowing. They had a young Jesuit who was only like 19 writing the biography of Ignatius of Loyola towards the end of his life. And he couldn't help but stare at his face. And Ignatius had to remind him that it was in the constitutions of the Jesuits not to make tons of eye contact, not to look at people too much. And this was before they had, uh, you know, a bunch of problems of same-sex attraction in the Jesuits. This was just, you don't even look at people of the same gender you're not attracted to because we care for our eyes. And we, we're going to talk about this a little bit later under St. Joseph. But essentially, he said to him, you don't stare at me, you know, uh, because there's so much to guard over in our eyes. And if we guard over our eyes, the whole body will be photinon. So that kind of explains exactly why St. Ignatius of Loyola was shining is because after his conversion, before his conversion, he didn't keep any control of his eyes. But after his conversion, keeping all of this grace in, so to speak, made him shine. And many, many saints say that. So look at this word again. Now, if you keep your eyes healthy, or hein ho ophthalmos to soma ho ho ophthalmos so haptus, if the eyes are healthy or simple, holon, which is where we get whole, to soma, the body, Sue is yours. Photanon estai. Estai is will be or is. And again, photanon is full of light. Photonized almost. Your body will be photonized if you keep your eyes healthy, if you keep your eyes simple. And again, simple means nothing lacking, uh, nothing superfluous. Um, and then we have the rest of that, uh, that if the light in you is darkness, um, how great is the darkness? So I want to talk just a little bit about um, custody of the eyes here. I know everybody goes straight to the internet when I say custody of the eyes or being out in public, and that is true. Um, I do believe that this is one reason why we should enter into prayer so much more. I mentioned on a different video that wasn't put up on VLX or CPX, I saw a study. This was a secular study, not a religious one, not a Infowars, not a rad trad site, uh, not a conspiracy theory site. It was a secular website that said the average Brit in 2016 was looking at his screen, a screen. The average British person looked at their screen for 16 hours a day. And, oh no, no, sorry, it was 11 hours a day. See, that's the problem. I would have edited that out. The year was 2016 and it was 11. 11 hours a day, the average English. See, I would have edited that out had I uh, not been doing this um, in the random put up the phone business that I'm doing right now. 
but shows you I'm telling the truth. I didn't make it up. <laughs> 11 hours in 2016. And they said it's way up in COVID. Anyway, my point in all of this is if you apply this to your prayer life, you can look at your Bible instead of your screen. You can do this 15 minutes of prayer, or if you're feeling weak, 10 minutes of prayer. If you really, really had a tough time in life, go five minutes in prayer, but that actually means you need probably more prayer. Anyway, point is this, when you realize how much we're looking at screens and how much that tanks, not just our eyes, but our whole bodies that are supposed to be photonized, full of light, it really makes us realize the rules of God's plan for us in life isn't for his good, it's for our good. He's doing this so we can be full of grace. He's doing this so that we can be these saints on earth. You know, science has actually shown this, that if anyone who studied neonatology knows that the eyes are an outgrowth of the brain. Granted, they're an unbelievably complex, beautiful outgrowth of the brain, but even science shows us the eyes are part of the brain. And I can't remember if it's a proverb or one of the ancient secular proverbs, but it says, um, that the eyes are the window to the soul. And today's gospel passage proves that. If you watch over your eyes, if you keep your eyes hoptos in Greek, that means simple or healthy, your whole body will be photonized. If you look at the Greek, that's where we get the word photon at least. I made up the word photonized. And so guarding over your eyes makes a lot of sense. It's part of the brain. And we know the brain is not the soul. But in some sense, the brain is the vehicle for the soul. The brain is the physical vehicle for the soul. And so it makes a lot of sense that the eyes are the window to the soul. And this is why we have to guard over them. That's what I'd encourage you uh, to bring to prayer in this whole thing. You know, when I'm walking through an airport, I often feel like there's so much immodesty I have to look at the ground. And then I'm afraid I'm going to walk into pillars and all these other things. But I think there's a natural way to keep custody of, the, custody of the eyes. Sometimes I just take my glasses off. I'm nearsighted. So if I just put my glasses up like this walking through an airport, I can still read something or listen to an audio book uh, or even look ahead of me, refrain from running into somebody, and I still keep custody of my eyes. I just can't see everybody in yoga pants and stuff if my, if my glasses are up like this. Some people might come back at me and say, oh, that's scrupulous and you're supposed to be in the world but not of the world and everything. Well, that's how I choose to be in the world but not of the world is to be uh, guarding over my eyes by taking my glasses off. That way I can walk through an airport and I don't have to see yoga pants everywhere. And, I, and you know what? It's not just immodesty. It's really interesting. The Psalms, if you look in Psalm 118, in the Latin it's 118. I think in the Protestant versions it's 119, but it says and you're gonna see this if I travel. I just have a little notebook. I'm not gonna be reading it off of Evernote. Averte oculos meos ne vidiant vanitatem. That's Psalm 118, that's the really long Psalm. So if you're not sure which one to look for. Averte oculos meos ne vidiant vanitatem. It says, avert my eyes lest I see vanity. Ne vidiant vanitatem. Same root word, root word in English, vanitatem. So think about it, walking through an airport Maybe, maybe you're fasting. Maybe you don't want to see the TGIF Fridays, whatever it's called, Chili's Burgers dripping with grease and stuff if you're fasting. That's vanity too. It's not just a matter of lust. Maybe you don't want to see um, all kinds of crazy advertising walking through an airport. Uh, we're going to talk about this in the Method of St. Joseph. Avert my eyes lest I look upon vanity. So this isn't a matter of only lust. We want to guard over our eyes 
if we do, our whole body becomes full of light. So keep your eyes simple, nothing lacking, nothing superfluous. This is what I'd encourage you uh, to bring to prayer. And if you wanted to write a word, uh, the one above full of light would be photanon. And I would, I would spell it like this. I'm reading the Greek right here, as you can see it. But here's how you would write that in Latin letters. F-O-T-E-I-N-O-N. Photanon whole body will be full of light if you do this. Timestamp, let's apply this to St. Joseph. I'd encourage you to keep listening if you're on the method of uh, St. Bruno because it might give you something more to bring to prayer. And if you just started listening at the timestamp, there's a lot of cool Greek things and a little bit better explanation about what I'm going to get to in the Greek or rather in the method of St. Joseph here in the first 12 minutes. So I'd encourage you to, to listen to that. Okay, but for the method of St. Teresa of Avila, for the method of St. Ignatius of Loyola, this is the imaginative way of prayer. How are we going to apply this line um, on custody of the eyes, to watch over your eyes, keep them simple so your whole body can be full of light, as Jesus said. I'll read you the, uh, the, la the English there one more time for those who are just joining. It says, the eye is the lamp of the body, so if your eye is sound, your whole body will be full of light, but if your eye is not sound, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light in you is darkness, how great is the darkness? I love that line. The light is the lamp of the body, so if your eye is sound, or healthy or simple, your whole body will be full of light. So this is what I'm gonna suggest you do to bring to prayer here. Pretend that you are walking through the market with Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. Imagine it's a first century market in Israel and you're walking through this. And I just want you to keep your eyes on St. Joseph. And if there's Protestants doing this, um, we know of those three, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, only Jesus is God, only Jesus is the Son of God. Uh, but as many saints have said before, um, just try, it's like a challenge, just try to love Mary and Joseph as much as Jesus did. The communion of the saints doesn't mean we worship them, it just means we want the same friends as Jesus has. And if you have someone you love, you're eventually going to want to get to know their parents, right? So uh, no problem to get to know Mary and Joseph in your prayer. It doesn't mean you worship them. It doesn't mean they're God. Um, but anyone you love, you eventually want to get to know their parents. So let's talk about St. Joseph and his custody of the eyes. I very much believe Joseph would have kept unbelievable custody of the eyes, even though he had to be uh, a traveling working man. I mean, they had to go all the way down to Egypt at one point. He was certainly working in a carpenter shop down there, probably in Egypt, had many dealings with pagans who were probably shortchanging him. And, you know, even back up in Israel, maybe he was getting shortchanged. I don't know. Uh, but he had to live in a place that didn't speak his language. Um, and trying to be very holy in any society is always a challenge. This is a cross. Anyway, picture yourself walking through the market with St. Joseph at this point. And I want you to just... Notice how he keeps custody of the eyes, and maybe for two reasons. One, the first half of this video I quoted Psalm 118 or Psalm 119. Averte oculos meus in evidiant vanitatem. Avert my eyes lest I look upon vain things. And so understand that Joseph would have kept custody of the eyes, not because there was immodesty in the first century in Israel, but there's just vain things everywhere, anytime, any place of history, anytime in history, there's vain things to just watch out for. Doesn't mean we're afraid of the world. Doesn't mean we fear the devil more than we fear God. But this leads to my next one. Proverbs 4.23 says, Guard over your heart, for from it flow all the springs of life. 
uh, it's Proverbs 4.23 if I remember correctly. See, I can't look at things on Evernote because I'm doing this on my phone. Uh, Watch over your heart for from it flow all the springs of life. So in some sense, Joseph's custody of the eyes wouldn't have just been to keep the bad out, it would have been to keep the good in, to keep the grace of the Blessed Trinity. And now, of course, he never even lost it in the slightest venial sin. But um, part of that is uh, his cooperation with that grace that was just supersonic grace, second only to the Immaculate Virgin Mary for any saint that's walked the planet. So see this man walking through the, um, through the market with Mary and Jesus right there. Watch St. Joseph watch, walk through the market with Mary and Joseph and just let this be your prayer. You don't have to rack your brain. You don't have to expect crazy mystical things. I think sometimes people say, I'll get comments on YouTube and stuff. Nothing's happening in the purpose. That's okay. Giving God 5, 10, 15 minutes in the silence, he's planting seeds in your heart for grace throughout the rest of the day. Just remain. See, this is the whole thing. It's just about presence, not about fireworks. It's just about the presence of walking with Jesus, Mary, and Joseph today. Okay, let me know in comments if you like something that's uh, this informal and sloppy, uh, or if you just want me to go back to heavily editing it. Um, again, you won't really have a choice when I'm traveling. It's going to have to be a phone up, possibly with a sweatshirt like you see, maybe a cup of tea in my hands. Um, but you will get the VLX. So sorry if you don't like the more informal ones. Sometimes it'll have to be that. That way, however, I can continue even while traveling trying to avoid perfectionism. We want to be perfect, but avoid perfectionism. Because if I was only doing perfectionism, I would never get you these videos uh, while traveling. And I want to be able to do that. Please say an hour, Father, for me. At benedictio Dei, me patentis, patris, spiritus, Sunday, descendit, super vos, et maniat, semper. Amen.